Estás escuchando un mensaje de parte de Vida City Church Houston. Para más información de nuestra iglesia, visita nuestra página de web en vidacch.org. Y ahora con ustedes, el mensaje. You are listening to a message from Vida City Church Houston. For more information about our church, visit our website at vidacch.org. And now with you, today's message. into a Christmas season, and uh, I pray that you're expecting a Christmas miracle. Christmas, the season, if you read the whole story of Christmas, whether it's in Matthew, uh, Luke, or John, but especially Matthew and Luke, you'll find out that that first Christmas drama was made up of miracles. Angels showed up. Um, the unbelievable happened. And I believe that if there's ever a time that you can believe for a Christmas miracle, it is now. I believe that the atmosphere of Christmas itself should create that expectancy that God can do the impossible and the crazy in this season of my life. And sometimes, this is not even in my message, but Elizabeth, who was Mary's cousin, was six months pregnant. She was barren. And God comes in and does a miracle. And then he does a miracle in Mary. And Mary goes to Elizabeth because sometimes you need to connect with somebody that can feed your faith. That if God can do something that has no possibilities like Elizabeth, who's already old and barren, What can God then do with you, like Mary, who's young and has all these possibilities? And so I pray that this Christmas season, God will bring enlightenment and revelation to you that this Christmas will be like no other Christmas in your life. In Luke chapter 1, verse 30 through 37, the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God. Turn to somebody and say, I don't know about you, but I think you've found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom. There will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. and The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. I'd like to speak for a few moments using as a subject the miracle 
of Christmas, the miracle of Christmas. I still believe in miracles. I could relate to you. I don't have the time today of the miracles that God has done in our lives and in my family's life. One of those miracles was my wife who had lupus. And God healed her totally from lupus after they had told her, you didn't know you had lupus, now you know. And since it hasn't been dealt with, your liver and your kidneys are probably shot by now. And we will have to come intensively with medication and treatments to help you. That lasted three months. After three months, she hasn't had any of the lupus, the, the joint pains or anything like that. And she's like one of those rabbits, those energized rabbits. I don't know where she gets the energy from, but you can't stop her, okay? And some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Here at the church, they'll say, have you seen the pastor, uh, Patsy? I go, no, but if you see her, could you say that I said hello? Because she's all around. Anyway, but I believe, I believe in miracles. I believe that, that this is a season of miracles. You see, Christmas is the greatest celebration all over the world. Christmas arrives, and, and you can see that it's everywhere. The, the homes are decorated. Uh, look at me, not at your husband. I know you've been telling him when are you going to put the tree, when are you going to put the lights, when are you going to. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. But you can see that Christmas is arriving because you see it in the homes that are decorated. Um, you probably got all your Christmas cards sent, right? Okay, let's move forward. Um, you're going to the store. People are buying the gifts, going online. I don't know how many people you ran over on Black Friday to get the gift that you wanted, only to get there, and it was the last one that somebody else got. Uh, Christmas. You see it, everybody's arranging their Christmas parties. Everybody's arranging and making uh, uh, plans for, for Christmas celebrations, uh, church programs, and children's choir, and uh, Singing Christmas carols, uh, you you drive and make plans to drive long distances just just to be with with family. We had uh, just a few days ago my sister from Ohio and her husband Reuben, daughter Jen uh, came to see their son here, and we were able to get together because you make plans as Christmas gets gets closer and closer, and it, it's some something that that's amazing that the birth of a child. That the birth of Jesus Christ more than 2,000 years ago in the Middle East has caused so much commotion. That one month, one twelfth of the year, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And after 2,000 years, the birth of Jesus Christ continues to be the central attraction and the only reason for this celebration. I know that Rudolph and Frosty the Snowman want to get into this, but the real attraction and the center of this Christmas season is Jesus Christ, the Son of God that God gave to be born and to be our Savior. The greatest, I think, invasion that this planet has ever experienced was that when God came and invaded the world. This was the greatest invasion, I believe, in all of history. And I believe up to now, nothing has been the same since. Now, 
The miracle of Christmas was nothing more than the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Because he wanted to identify himself with you and with me. Throughout history, God wanted to get close to us, but we kept running from God. And the only way that God could come and have an encounter with us was to send his son Jesus to be born in flesh like you, to be able to feel like you, to be able to dress, to be able to eat, to be able to feel everything that you and I feel. And he came so that he could identify with you and with me. He could have identified himself with you and with me in a hundred different ways, but he chose to come and made himself known to us the best way that he could, and that was face to face. The Bible tells us in Matthew 1.23, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. What a blessing to have God come down and meet us face to face that we could say God is with us. The first Christmas is full of miracles, as I mentioned earlier. As I mentioned earlier, and I've come to declare over your life that this Christmas will be a time if you can believe God's word and you can create that expectation that it will be a Christmas of miracles, of God interventions in your life, of God interventions maybe in your spouse. Or maybe in those rebellious children. Maybe in the lack of your finances. It could be maybe in your body that is not whole and is feeling sick. It could be maybe in your business that is not going well. I came to tell somebody if you can believe like that first Christmas that we read about. God is a God of miracles and will interrupt your agenda with a miracle to surprise your life and to surprise those around you. He is a God of miracles. And I believe that God is going to do some things like in this first Christmas story that cannot be explained. How can you explain the conception of the Holy Spirit in a virgin without her even being with a man? How can you explain that she is old, talking about Elizabeth, and she is barren, and in her old age, she is now pregnant? How can you explain those things? I've come to tell somebody, if you can trust God and believe God, I don't care what last week was, what the last 11 months of this year was, I believe this month can change everything, uh, even the last 11 months, and you can see a God intervention, a miracle of God, even in that that you're about to give up on. Maybe your spouse, maybe your children, whatever it is, I believe God can still do a miracle. Listen, we always open gifts. And we try to be surprised because we probably, if you're like me, you buy your own gifts. And you act surprised when you open them up. Right? Have you ever done that? No, y'all are... You know, but I've done it. I've, I've been in so many Christmases, I'm like, I don't like this. You know, somebody don't know, but they got the re-gift, hello? <laughs> uh, so sometimes I just buy my own gifts. I know I like it. It's my size, hello? My color, my taste. And we open gifts because somehow that's what Christmas is about. And the best gift was not wrapped 
in real nice, luxurious paper. The best gift that God gave us was wrapped in diapers, in swaddling clothes. His name, Jesus Christ. Now listen to me. I believe that this year, if you believe that your gifts can be miraculous gifts. And every time that you're about to get a gift from God, Satan will try to stop your miracle from happening. And he will use some of these tactics to stop, to detain, and try to make you abort the gift and the miracle that God has already designed to give you. The first thing that Satan will do, the first thing that the enemy will do, the first thing that even the enemy will use people, even who have your last name to do, is to bring fear in your life. To bring fear in that circumstance. Throughout the Bible and throughout this first Christmas drama, we find that fear was a tactic used by the enemy and God had to use angels to come. And the angel told the main characters of this first Christmas, he tells them the words, do not be afraid. When he talks to Zachariah, who is the husband of Elizabeth, who she is old and barren and so is he and he is a priest. The angel comes to tell him what is going to happen to his wife and him that they will conceive uh, in their old age. But the first thing that the angel says to him in Luke 1.13, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid. Joseph, who was supposed to be married and was engaged to marry, when he finds out that he's not the baby daddy, and you're going to come and tell me we've been engaged and we sleep and stay apart until the wedding date. And that by law we're already basically married. We're just waiting for that wedding date. Wedding date, And we live with our parents so that we don't engage in sexual intimacy before the wedding. And now you're going to come and tell me that you're pregnant. And you're going to give me this story that some ghost got you pregnant, the Holy Ghost? For real? Like, for real. You're going to want me to believe that? And as Joseph is wanting to separate from her and, and divorce her secretly because by law she would need to be stoned. By law there's punishment. But it isn't until the angel comes to Joseph in Matthew 1.20 and says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. How do you think Mary felt when all of a sudden an angel comes to her and says, uh, you have been favored by God and you're going to be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit and you're going to conceive and you're going to give birth a child and name him Jesus. Don't tell me that if that was you women that's in this room or watching that you would say, oh, Ooh, cool, great, yeah. How is this supposed to happen? And the angel has to tell Mary, the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. What about the shepherd boys in this first Christmas? That they are 
out there in the fields and all of a sudden they see a host of angels in heaven and one of the angels shows up and the bright light of them causes them to be afraid. What's going on? And even to the shepherds, the Bible says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I've come to tell somebody that what God is about to do in your life in this Christmas season, it may bring fear because what God is going to do will astound you, will surprise you and those around you. And so I've come to tell you, don't be afraid. Be chilled. God has all this in control. He knows the desires of your heart. He knows the wishes that you have had. And sometimes they feel like they're out of your control or it's gone by and you have missed your time and your moment and your opportunity the miracle of Christmas is that God can do what he wants to do when he wants to do it with whom he wants to do it and God is faithful to bring a miracle even in your Christmas season right now do not be afraid Jesus is that miracle he appeared in the middle of time where the people were living in difficult times. The miracle of Jesus came when there was fear. The miracle of Jesus of his birth came when there was a cruel king named Herod. The miracle of Jesus came when there was a, a Roman mili military that was conquering the world, governing with a hard and stiff arm. The miracle of Jesus came when there were wars going on. The miracle of Jesus being born came when there was a weak economy. The miracle of Jesus came when even religion was being dominated by other beliefs. What am I trying to say? That the birth and the miracle of Jesus came when things were not going well. And maybe that's where you find yourself now. You are prime property. And you are prime, a, a, a prime candidate for God to show up when things are not going well. When things are chaotic. When things are a mess. That's when Jesus likes to show up in your life. When you feel that there's impossibilities. When you feel that nobody understands you. When you feel that nobody likes you. When you feel that you're lonely. It's there when... Jesus will show up in the miracle when the doctor says there's no more hope when the doctor says there's nothing more we can do when your spouse may even say this thing is over it is there where God likes to show up and bring a miracle where it's least expected especially when things are not going well the world was in chaos the world was not worthy of Jesus we are not worthy of Jesus but Jesus came anyway. The stable was dirty and unworthy of Jesus. The stable smelled corrupted and filthy and it wasn't worthy of Jesus. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But God 
did not hold back his son because the stable was filthy, because the world was in chaos, because nobody was expecting Jesus. God did not hold Jesus back. I've come to tell somebody that regardless of what you're going through and how stinky your situation may be, he was in a stable. There was all kinds of, of crap, excuse my language. There was all kinds of a pee and residue of the animals uh, 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 that would, would, would eat and would do their necessities there. It was the most filthiest place, but even that did not hold God back from saying, here's my son Jesus. And if he could born, be born in a stable that was stinky, that was chaotic, that was filthy, how much more is he willing to come and live in my heart and live in your heart and be born there and clean your life up and make you a different person? God is a God that loves us so much that he is not in intimidated by our wrong and by our evil doings he despite of how that was it didn't hold Jesus back from coming to be born you see Satan doesn't know what you and I should know that Jesus always arrives when there is struggle and when there are trials if you give him a chance, he will appear just in time. Listen, this is not the time for you to give up. This is not the time for you to stop believing in miracles. This is the time where you need to believe that just as Jesus showed up in that first Christmas, he can still show up 2,000 and some years Christmases later and do the same miracle in your life. And change it to be a better atmosphere, a better home, a better marriage, a better family. The second thing that the enemy will do is not only try to intimidate you and bring fear into your life. But he'll try to convince you that you don't have all the pieces to get that miracle done. He'll try to convince you that you're not adequate enough. That you don't have what it takes to get that miracle. I want you to listen to something. Luke chapter 1 verse 34. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? How am I supposed to have a baby when I'm a virgin? I've never had sex. I've not even been married yet or even laid with a guy. I don't know if you know this, but for me to get pregnant, I've got to have a guy. Don't know if you missed something there, but I'm kind of missing one of the main ingredients to make this happen. How is this going to be? I'm a virgin. Hello. How is this supposed to happen? And you may be saying the same thing in your situation. I don't have what I need to secure that miracle. I don't have the money that I need. I don't have the resources that I need. I don't have all the connections that I should have. I don't have all the abilities that maybe I should have. I don't even have the training that's needed for that. How on earth can I be in that position? How on earth can I be that entrepreneur? How 
on earth can I be that manager? How on earth can I have a healthy marriage when this is, I don't have the spouse cooperating with me? How can I have a good home when my kids are, are lost, when my kids are in gangs, when my kids are in How can this be and if God is going to do something you got to do one thing yourself stop glorifying what you don't have and give God now the glory for the miracle that he has planned to give you too much of our time is spent on what I don't have too much of my time is glorifying the problem God is saying I am bigger than your problem I am everything you need for me to be to make that miracle happen in your life and today some of you got to get rid of the complaining of the things you don't have and believe and say God I thank you even now that I'm going to receive my Christmas miracle this season she didn't have what she needed but she still conceived without that missing piece she needed God did the miracle and if you have any missing pieces in your life, God is a God that can do the miracle. Because as we read, he said, because with God, nothing is impossible. You see, the birth of Jesus was not the miracle. There were other ladies that were having babies. The miracle was the conception of Jesus. That he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. That was the miracle. Mary conceived when she didn't have the peace she needed to be pregnant. That's the miracle. That she hadn't been with a guy. But the Holy Spirit came and did what she would normally have had if she would have had a guy. The miracle is that regardless whether you have it or don't. With God, all things are possible. Whether you have it all together or not, with God, all things are possible. That's the Christmas story that regardless of how chaotic, how troubled your life may be, how lack of finances you may have, that's the miracle of Christmas that even when you don't got it, with God, all things are possible. And this could be one of the best Christmas seasons that you've ever experienced in your own life. You know, the... The miracle is that you can get pregnant with greatness even when you don't have what you need. There's Mary who is pregnant with greatness. She didn't have what she needed and yet that's the miracle. The miracle was the conception. And see, you have to believe that you're going to give birth to something great. Maybe you have to believe that you're going to give birth to the salvation of your spouse. Maybe you have to start believing that you're pregnant with something great, the, the salvation and the turnaround of your kids and 
and, and you've got to understand that you've got to believe that what God has put in you is greater than what's out there. What God has placed in you is greater than any problem or anything that you might be facing. It's that that God put in you. It's the hope for the world. It's the hope. That's what Mary was carrying. What I got here is the hope of the world. What I am carrying inside of me will change my world. What I got inside of me, if I can believe it and give birth to it, God will change my surroundings. I've come to tell somebody that you might have had a dream and you might have had a vision. You might have had a desire that has not come to completion but this Christmas season God is wanting to test your faith and say can you still believe that what I put inside of you is greater than your doubt it's greater than your fear and that what I got inside of you sooner or later will come out and it'll be something that will change your life that will change your surroundings that's what Mary was carrying you got to thank God you're carrying a miracle inside of you. And I pray today that even that stillborn desire or dream that you've been carrying will resurrect to life in this Christmas season. That you still believe that it can happen. That you still believe that your marriage can be restored. That you still can believe that your children can be changed. That you still can believe that your spouse will give a turnaround and leave that addiction. That you still can believe that even in despite, despite of what we're living in this economic uh, situation, that God has his eye on you and that would be the Christmas miracle for your life. See, God wants to bring that miracle, but Satan will want to bring fear and Satan would want to convince you that you ain't got what it takes to secure your miracle. The third thing that Satan will do is that he will try to put doubt in your life. Make you doubt that it can't happen. Make you doubt, oh, that's what happened to, to Zachariah, Elizabeth's husband, who was old. And he's in the temple. The angel shows up and says, you and your wife are going to have a kid. And he doubts. And because he doubted, the Bible says that the angel shut his mouth. And couldn't talk until the baby was born. You know, I believe that sometimes God has to just shut your mouth. You, you put, you, 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 you'll mess everything up. He just has to keep you away. He just has to silence you. He just... You know what? When it happens, it happens, but you're not going to say anything. Because if I let you say it, you're going to doubt. You're going to. And one of the things that the enemy will do, aside of trying to put fear in you, and aside of trying to make you think that you ain't got what it takes to secure that miracle, he will bring doubt. Throughout the Bible, in this first Christmas story, it was Joseph that doubted. That's why he was trying to divorce her, secretly. His parents doubted. What are you saying, Joseph? Well, um, <clears throat> I mean, that's what she said. Some ghost got her pregnant. And you believe that, Joseph, really? Come on. Come on, Joseph. We raised you better than that. They'll bring doubt. The people doubted. Even the religious people doubted. 
And let's be honest, if we're for real, for real, even right now, oh, this must be just another Christmas sermon on a Sunday because maybe even still now you're doubting that God can't do what you wish he, he could do. The miracle that you're asking for is beyond your abilities and we're just so funny people. That's just the way we are. We want to make sure that if something's going to happen, I contribute it in a way that I, it happened because I had the money. It happened because I had the training. It happened because I had all these titles. It happened because I had all these degrees. It happened. No. Sometimes we're just so proud that we can't accept something from God if I had nothing to do with it. And even the religious people doubt it. There's sometimes... That I doubt, even the situations that we face. Sometimes you think, oh, he's a pastor, everything's going good. Well, he didn't have no problems, really. I'd kind of like to see your shoes. I might just want to change them for a week or two, you know. And sometimes you doubt. You think things are getting better, and then all of a sudden, there's a turnaround, and it's like getting worse. And that's one of the things that the enemy will want to plant in you, doubt. That you don't think that God can do it. That you're full of doubt. And, 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 and sometimes you just have to shake it off. And, and you have to say, God said it. God promised it. And God only has one option. And that option is to fulfill it. Everything that God said and promised in that first Christmas story, it was fulfilled. Let me get away from my notes for a moment. Mary is having issues, listen to me, Mary is having issues with this process. She doesn't understand it's already a done deal. Okay, let me help you. Because the prophet Isaiah, hundreds of years before Mary is even born, the prophet Isaiah prophesied as he looks into the future and he says that the virgin will conceive and, and she will give birth to a son and he his name will be uh, what? Huh? Wonderful. Counselor. Mighty God. Prince of Peace. Everlasting Father. His name shall be Emmanuel. It was already prophesied. It was already said. It was actually already done. The moment had come for what was said back there to be fulfilled. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I've come to tell you there is something that was already said before you were even born. There was something that was already prophesied by God over your life. And all you need to understand, you've arrived to that moment. This is your moment for it to be fulfilled. Your hour has come. Your year has come. Your Christmas has come for that miracle to take place that was prophesied way before. So she's just fulfilling now what was already done and what's already been said. And it's taking place. And God uses miracles to make it happen. God uses miracles to make it happen. If you could only believe that Everything that God, the Bible says, delight yourself in, trying to do it in Spanish. That God will give you the desires of your heart. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you. He will give you 
the desires in your heart. That that you have in your heart are God desires. That that you have in your heart, that dream and that desire to see things better, that was placed in your heart by God. And God is a God that can make it happen. You've got to believe that this Christmas is not just another year with another Christmas in December and another service another month. You've got to believe, could it be that God has kept you alive all these Christmases to see if you'll get it this time? I said, I could have been done with him or her a long time ago. They just don't get it. Maybe this Christmas they will. Let's give them another Christmas. And you're opening all these gifts and you're buying all, and you're ignoring that the real reason of this Christmas that God wants to give you that gift, give you that miracle, give you that desire in your heart. That was the whole reason why Jesus came. Maybe it could be that God's saying, let's see if this is the Christmas they'll get it. Maybe this is the Christmas I can do that miracle. Maybe this is the Christmas that they'll enjoy the miracle of God and receive finally that which their hearts desire because I put that there. So Satan will begin to put doubt that, that, that it can't happen, that, that it, it won't work. And, and the only thing is that God is faithful. And if he is faithful, if he said it, he only has one option, and that is to fulfill it. One of the things that happens in Mary and those of you, how many of you are moms here? You'll understand this if you're a mom. Is that when you're pregnant, your insides begin to change. There's an internal change that with time begins to manifest itself externally. Hello? And when you're pregnant, you feel uncomfortable. I know when my wife was pregnant with her, her kids, you know. I mean, now, I, I don't even, okay, I, I'm, I'm putting myself out on the limb. Probably get all these messages on Facebook. But they got every gadget out there now for wives, moms to be. Every gadget. You know, you don't feel comfortable sleeping. They got this donut pillow for you. Hello? No, we had to get up and put water and stir that. Now you can just go to this little gadget that just put in there. It, it puts the amount that you want, the water that you want. It's almost like a coffee maker. And you just shake it and give it to the baby. In less than a minute. You don't even have to get out or go downstairs to the kitchen. It's right there next to your bed. I'm like, what are y'all complaining about? And the response to that. You get pregnant and have a baby, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, when you're pregnant, you feel uncomfortable. You know that there's life inside because it moves, it kicks, it makes you uncomfortable. Hello. And, and, and there's something that, that begins to tell you that there's something in there. And, and the thing about that is that, that, that something happens to every woman but it happens to everybody spiritually. And here goes, okay? When a woman gets pregnant, something stops. It's called menstrual cycle. That cycle stops because the woman is pregnant. And I don't know 
today who this word specifically is for. But listen, I've come to tell somebody today that if you can believe God's word today, and you can still grab on to God's promise that he gave you, maybe even years ago that he gave you, I can believe that the cycle of lack in your life will come to a halt. If you trust God and believe God, that cycle of abuse will come to a halt. That cycle of loneliness will come to a halt. That cycle of sickness and that cycle of discouragement will come to a halt. That cycle of inferiority will come to a halt. That cycle of depression will come to a halt. Even that cycle of insecurity will stop. I wish there was somebody here this morning that could believe God for this Christmas season to say it's going to stop. That cycle is going to stop. That cycle of failure, that cycle of frustration is coming to an end. It's going to stop. That cycle of me coming by myself, by myself to church is going to stop. I will be coming with my family. That cycle of being lonely and being single is going to stop. God is going to give me the girl of my dreams and the guy of my dreams. That cycle of being unemployed is going to stop and God is going to bless me not only with a good job but even with a business of my own. That cycle in my life that has caused me to be barren and that's caused me to be unproductive stops because God is going to do something in me that will make. I wish there was somebody in this place that could say this cycle is over in my life. It's done. It's finished. God has something new for me. Listen. Mary did not only know that she had a miracle inside. She also knew that that miracle kept growing. When was the last time you felt that dream, that desire, even that miracle kick and give you signs that it's growing? Maybe you've lost hope. Maybe you just forgot about it because it didn't work out, didn't plan uh, out the way or pan out the way you wanted it. Maybe it's not even growing anymore. You feel time is over. That's why I believe God put Zachariah and Elizabeth in that picture because they're old. She's old and barren, and yet God does something in her life that Mary ends up going to talk to her. To feed her faith. And if God can do that in you that you're almost gone and you're old and barren. Man, what are the possibilities of what God could do in my life? And she understands that the miracle inside her is, is growing. And those of you that are moms here understand that as it grows more, the day of it being birth gets closer. As it grows more and becomes more uncomfortable, it's only a sign that you're about to give birth to what's inside of you. I've come to tell somebody today, I know you've been going through hell. I know everything seems to be going against you. I know it's been a pain. I know it's been a headache. I know it's, I just want to encourage you to tell you you came to this service today, and you're watching right now today for me just to tell you this from God. All of those things that you're going through, it's uncomfortable, it's painful, all of that is nothing more than a sign to let you know that if you can trust and believe God, this Christmas, it's coming. It's just announcing that it's coming. 
just announcing that it's coming. It's just announcing that it's about to give birth. And you've got to believe and trust God. The last thing that I want to for today to share with you is that not only will Satan say, hey, better be afraid. I'm going to instill fear in you. And, and, and not only will he try to bring doubt in your life and, 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 and all these other things. But one of the things that he'll try to do is he'll tell you, you know what, there's no room. There's no room for your miracle. Your life is such chaotic. Your life is so busy. Your life is such a mess. There's no room for a miracle. The Bible says in Luke 2.7, And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger. Why? Because there was no place for them in the inn. There was no place for this miracle. There was no place. And I've come to tell somebody, just like every mom here that has had a baby, that there comes a time, whether you're ready or not, it's coming. Oh, we're going to wait another two weeks. No, I want to come out now. No, 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 no two weeks. Hello? There comes a time that what you have inside is going to come whether you're ready or not. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. You could be in the car. You could be at the grocery store. Hello. You could be shopping at Macy's. It doesn't matter where you are. There comes a moment and a time where it will come. What's inside of you is going to be birthed whether you're ready or not. Hello, somebody. And that should be encouraging for somebody today. Whether you're ready or not, the miracle is coming. Whether you're expecting it or not, it's coming. God is today in this season is determined to blow your mind and let you know that he's still a God of miracles. Whether you're ready or not, it's going to come. Tell somebody, whether you're ready or not, your miracle is coming. Come on. Whether you've been waiting for it or not, your miracle is coming. And there are two things, and I close with this. Come on, musicians. Two things that you've got to do in faith before that miracle comes. The first thing is you've got to name it before it is born. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. That's what he told Mary. He tells Joseph, she will bear a son. You are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their Sin. Name it. Before my kids were even born, we already named them. How many of you did that? Why? Why did you name him before he was born? You had never touched him, him or her. You hadn't even seen him or her. You haven't even held him or her. But yet you already got a name for him or her. Hello? Why? Because there was something inside of you that's saying, I got something. I, I, I've got something inside of me of greatness. And, and I've got something inside of me that I'm desiring. And I've got something inside of me that's growing. And I've got something inside of me that it can't hold any longer. And it's about to come. And because I know that it's coming, I've got to name it. We named our son. I got a grandson who's Elazar the fourth. My dad's Elazar Sr. I'm Elazar Jr. My son that does the media here is Elazar III. And my grandson who's back there is also Elazar IV. And all of us were born, when we were born, we were named before we were born. Why? 
because I was convinced that it was coming. Hello, somebody. I was convinced that there was something inside that was about to come out. And some of you need to take that step of faith and say, this Christmas is going to be different than all the other ones. I'm going to call the name my miracle right now. Hello, somebody. I'm going to name this miracle as of right now to believe in myself and let God know and let the enemy know how much I believe that God can do this miracle. And maybe you've got to name that miracle the salvation of your spouse. Maybe that miracle needs to be the salvation and the turnaround of my kids. Maybe that miracle must be called by name. You're out of drugs and you're out of that relationship. Maybe you've got to name that miracle and saying you're out of prison. You're out of jail. Maybe you've got to just name that and say I've got my business. I'm going to name it my healing. I'm healed from whatever my body has been sick of. Maybe today you've got to do something crazy and say I'm naming my miracle. You give out those hints for Christmas, don't you? Oh, wow, that would really look good, that mirror with all the lights. I could really put my makeup good on that. You're already naming your gift. Huh? Oh, if I had that tool, power tool, baby, man, there'd be nothing broken in the house. I could really. You still got the weed eater and the lawnmower in the box of two years ago. I had the lawn more, baby. This lawn, everybody would be envious of our lawn. Hello? You start hinting, hinting, hinting. That's what God is saying. Show me that you have faith. Name it. Name your miracle. Name it. And the second thing you got to do aside of naming it is you have to celebrate it. You have to make room for it. My kids were not even born yet, and we already had a room. We already had a crib. We already had, and that's because my wife lost five kids in her pregnancy. The last one we lost, I held it five and a half months in my hand. This came out, and we lost it. When we had our kids, and we knew we were going to be pregnant, and my wife was pregnant, we are going to have a baby. Not only did we name him, he already had a room and he hadn't even come out yet. Hello? He already had a crib. He hadn't even come out yet. He already had none of your fancy gadgets. But back then they had this like lighter. You plug it in a lighter. It was made out of like, like not styrofoam, but you put your bottle in there. And it was, you plug it into the lighter and it was supposed to warm up the milk. You know? Uh, we could drive for about two hours and take it out and it's still cold. That's when we put it in. But he had all the gadgets of back then. And we hadn't even had the baby yet. Because you start making room. You're so convinced that this miracle is happening. You start making room for it. I want to encourage somebody today. Start making room for it. Stop make, start making room for it. Maybe it's a daughter. Maybe it's a son that's just that's left the house. Fix the room up. You know, the prodigal son left, but the father still had a pair of shoes and a ring and just to, he had faith. He's going to come back one day. Maybe that's what you need to do. Make room for it. Make room for it. Maybe your spouse and you are not together. You know how to conquer your spouse. You did it the first time, you can do it again. Send them flowers. Invite them out on a date. What? With you? Yeah. And I'm paying. 
Make room for him. In faith, make room for him. There's anything that God wants to do is to give you your Christmas miracle. Because even as of 2,000 years ago, he's been wanting and he's the same Jesus and the same God and the same Holy Spirit that work together to make your Christmas a miracle Christmas. Would you stand to your feet right now, please? come to a close. As they sing the song, if you're not embarrassed, if you'd like to come to this altar, I want to say a prayer over you and believe with you that God is just going to do something that's going to astound you, those that are around you, because even they don't think that it can happen. And you're going to encourage people when they see the miracle that God did in 